process going on. But mankind won't be destroyed. The fact that you and I are working here today is evidence of that. Days? Back in my cook or days, even though I've never done coke in my entire life. Ever. I thought Have we were going to try to... Um, once I had a girlfriend rub it on my teeth and yeah. I, oh, okay. So here's my takeaway from that. No one should ever feel that good. <laughs> like that's, that's what I, I think that. that plays directly into wealth and success because it does. holy fucking shit. The podcasts I listen to where people get money um, and they want to try Coke. They or, can't, or anything. They can't control I mean, yeah, like today we're talking about wealth and success and and um I uh, I don't know that I ever want to be I know for sure I do not ever want to be filthy rich because I would be a very ugly filthy rich person. I am very good at remaining humble so long as my house is teeny tiny and my car is 10 years old. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind being wealthy. Um, well, I, 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 I think you could. Good. I think maybe you could use your wealth responsibly. Yeah, I, I would sure not. I would be like, Absolutely. you know, Botox, lift those boobs up, give me those six pack abs. You're right. Abs, like, can can we make my booty okay, a little bit tighter? Is there any way I could look twenty five forever? Um, how one shows their wealth in our culture. I sometimes yes frequently I would say yes and and that's me being judgy but um, it's not often that I encounter someone that is very wealthy that uh, appears to live like I do you know that drives a 10 year old car I remember uh, there was uh, years ago the man that owned um, a, a, a health club oddly enough oh. um, he was he had inherited you know millions of dollars and he drove an old chevy and do you um, remember elmer fudd you mean from the cartoons N no in bedford uh i used to call him there elmer was a fudd. person named elmer okay <laughs> no, he was, okay he had two children he had a mansion he yeah. was very well known um i think this was this guy this <laughs> was guy. it that yeah. guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he looked like blue chevy that he drove well he looked constantly filthy yes yes and yeah. and yeah, he so did, did this, it on purpose so did this did guy you know? yes yes did well, i well, it's I, chris is his son yes yes same guy so so that's how i Don't knew say his last name no no that's how i knew because i grew up with chris and right um, i insured chris him. chris well, once I, I said to insurance. me we we dated for a very brief time in high school and the reason we stopped dating is because he said to me your house is so small i couldn't even change my mind in there and that hurt me and i <laughs> also found joke. it hilarious but it hurt but it was super funny really and and yeah wow. and he lived in this enormous mansion and he was just slumming it for a little while with the weird kooky marcy girl and then he huh. said that and then um yeah i i immediately said well drop me off at my teeny tiny house i'm done wow yeah yeah. You are hardcore. I don't know where that girl went. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 at him. I wish she'd come back and be, <laughs> you know, hardcore on dating now instead of like, I don't know smart what I want. <laughs> Here's my slipper. <laughs> Take me back Take to me your back. castle. <laughs> I think it fits. Yeah. 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 I'd have been a complete. No, I, I, I probably would have kept him around. And you know what? I've always been fairly uncomfortable around around very wealthy people oh. um yeah grow, growing up um i wouldn't say we we were not poor like we paid all of our bills and we always had food on our table but we certainly weren't wealthy i remember um being a little bit um embarrassed uh because when i played basketball um in fifth and sixth grade that my high tops were the kmart version of the nikes and um people made fun of me for it and i was very embarrassed by it Oh, yeah. And that might be where my shoe obsession stems from now. <laughs> um, as a teenager, I was very um, involved with, to show my age, uh, Jordache jeans, Calvin Klein. I mean, they were the best of the oh, best absolutely. of the best. Uh, I don't even know if this store is around anymore. I can't even recall the name of it. It was a out in, in the mall. When we had malls. Um. <laughs> so we need to stop yeah. talking about this <laughs> either way 
I just got a job so I could buy that shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I my mom told me that there would be no uh, Jordash. Oh, absolutely. She wasn't going to pay eighty dollars even back then for a pair of jeans, like eighty dollars. Right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I worked my ass off at Ponderosa to get multiple pairs me too i'm not at ponderosa i worked at the grocery store uh that would have even been better yeah i had a great job growing up where i made three dollars and 85 cents an hour and this this is actually where things changed for me with my relationship between um wealth and success um i was working at the grocery store one night and muzak came on and it was a door song and the line in the door song was I'm trading my hours for a handful of dimes and boy did that ever resonate with me <laughs> and it it still is something that I think about today because I chose to have a job and a career where I didn't feel like I was trading my hours for a handful of dimes. Um, sometimes I literally was, but I was also trading my hours for a life rich with experiences and fulfillment and joy and pride in my work versus being a slave to my work, which I feel like a lot of people do because they want money. They want to have a boat. They want to have a house. They want to have a car. And there's nothing wrong with having a house or a car or a boat. If they even get that opportunity. Right, right. But um, sometimes I think we get so tied to material things and so obsessed, especially, you know, in my 40s. I listen to a lot of people talk about how they have to, you know, pick up a second job or do X, Y, Z so that they can, um, you know, pay for their kids' college and have their retirement and have their boat and have their four or five vacations a year. And my perspective on that is, hey, my kids are grown. They should know how to take care of themselves. I'll help them a little bit. But I also don't have a job where I feel like I need to take five vacations a year because I love my work. And so it's just a different, um, I have a different perspective on wealth and success than what a lot of Americans do, I think. I agree. Yeah. I mean, but you made that happen. Yes, you didn't I, just fall into it. But, but other people kind of made you fall into it also meaning you were um yeah my my when my kids were little i was working a lot and i had a um what what people would have considered a successful high paying sales job um you know right. making bonuses That's what I'm talking about. and um my son who was uh diagnosed with asperger's um you know and and was in trouble at school every single day and I worked um, you know 35 miles away from my hometown and so uh, I would have to go home and deal with the school thing um, and it became too much and I made a decision where I wanted to be with my kids and raise my kids and um, try to do the best I can for them versus continuing to work a lot and make money and pay for, you know, daycare and after school activities to try to, you know, better my kids' lives. I decided that the best thing that I could do was be a part of their lives. And so I walked away from corporate jobs and got into personal training because I could work less and make more um, in an hour and also have a flexible schedule. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, for me, it worked out really well and it became a passion of my life, but initially it was a five or six year thing so that I could help Sam transition, my son transition into, I, whatever the hell normal and is. And was it a painful transition changing careers? Cause that, that kind of, you're in sales, but you're not. Right. It, uh, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, <clears throat> going into personal training meant that I went from interacting with lots of people and wearing clothes and I love fashion and I especially love shoes and 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 that sort of thing so going from having a lot of interaction and a lot of um, sort of adrenaline of sales and competing with other people that way um, to having a really small universe in comfy shoes. And it was a little, um, it, it was a little lonely. It was a little difficult um, having never really been around uh, little kids. I mean, they, I know that they were my own little kids, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I had no experience, you know, pretty much 
from, uh, you know, three or four months old, uh, you know, my kids were in daycare. And, Correct. And, you had chosen a career path right, in the right. corporate world. And, so and that's what it, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was a transition and it was a little bit difficult um, at times. Um, I tried to make it fun. I tried to make it funny. And I and um, and I just tried to every day and I still do this. I try to remind myself that our moments are really precious and that things change all of the time. So while I might not be enjoying the phase where my son is going to get up before me in the morning and scrape this shit out of his diaper and wipe it on the wall, that is just a phase. It will go away. And uh, yeah, that was a real thing for about five days in a row. And then is that normal? normal? I have no idea. I don't know. They're the only two kids I ever had. (laughs) Pretty sure. Um, I would say that. I don't know. I I have no clue. I'd have to ask my aunt, but I'm pretty sure that's kind of abnormal. Well, you know, that's how it goes. I mean, sometimes how, how old? I don't know. He was like four, three, four, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like that's... like he was definitely at the stage where I was actively trying to potty train him. And it was like it was literally like a five day thing. So it was a battle. We were we battle were, royale. Yes. yes. And, we, and, <laughs> I and, think that's... and and we were definitely was he in a, expressing himself. I think he was in a very we, animistic We were way. in a little bit of a transition. We have moved. And we were remodeling our house. And so then we had to move Your into <laughs> um grandma's house for a little does bit he know? does he know i don't i don't know that i've ever shared with him that he did that <laughs> but i remember he thought it was hilarious absolutely hilarious i think i'd be at my wit's end i was okay so this speaks to what is uh wealth and success because as a mother um if you hadn't been there would he have done this with a babysitter <laughs> i don't know I who do, knows, I, right? Who knows? Um, and and so you got to spend this time bonding, yes, yes. and cleaning, <laughs> sanitizing, yes, with your with your his son. shit, yes. with his with his crap, his literal crap. Um, and 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 I would consider that um, success and wealth because lots of of moms don't get that opportunity or don't take that chance or make it or whatever they or maybe they may not have a choice right they may not have a choice i I mean mean, if you're a single mother you don't have time to decide to spend more time no you have to work you You, you absolutely have to work so we're we're talking about a a family basically there are two parents whatever yes uh, those parents whoever those parents are there's two parents supporting each other uh, yes monetarily and, yes and and um very much you know before i left my job uh i spent six months uh saving and planning and um organizing in my mind um what i was going to sacrifice uh to make this happen and uh you know it it was sacrificing things like you know, not eating out, uh, not uh, having cable television anymore, um, you know, not planning a vacation for that year, not buying clothes. Um, it was there were sacrifices made, but there was nothing like we still ate every day. And um, to me, the sacrifices were completely 100 percent worth uh, being made. But you didn't just do it off the cuff. No, you no, actually I, gave some analytical yes. skills yes. to well, and that's making a career right. change. And and I, um, you know, having now my son is twenty four, and we have this discussion. And I remember having this discussion with my mom of seeing someone my age with a brand new car, and I would make the comment to my mom, "Gosh, I wish I had one of those new Nissans or." whatever and she would say marcy they just have good credit they didn't buy that car the bank owns most of that car and that's a discussion that i have with my son who is an aspiring aspiring author comedian and sometimes he gets frustrated um comparing his levels of success to someone else that has just made it big um at the same age and and what uh, i try to remind him of is that most of us have to plan and we have to work and we have to fail and we have to plan and work and fail and then 
Also, I don't think every career has uh, this linear. A lot of times I talk to people and they think whatever career they pick, there's the same linear uh, objectives. Oh, that's meaning, a great point. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? You yeah. know, if you're yeah. an accountant, you go from A to Z. If you're a lawyer, you go to A to Z. Right. And, and you're both, it seems to me, and maybe I'm wrong about this, that they're competing on different levels, meaning you choose a different career path. It may take, it, it's sort of like the tortoise and the rabbit type yeah, scenario. Well, of You may see the tortoise and and 15 years down the line you'll be like what the fuck ever happened to that dude and then five years later you realize they're way ahead of you right (laughs) (laughs) it just really depends on what your objective is and how long it takes to get there because uh i i listen to a lot of podcasts you know that yeah and it mainly it's tenacity that really and patience yes. that takes a while for that podcast to be successful or just sheer talent. Yes. So we may not have a podcast in the next year. Maybe oh, we don't no. have the talent for it. We might not. But, but then again. We might have the tenacity to stick um, it out with well, those very talented people that are like, yes. fuck this shit. And, I'm not making and any And you know money. what? That, that is what... Um, I have learned is persistence pays off, you know, continuing to work even when the light's not on you, even when you maybe feel like um, it's you're defeated, it's pointless, it's not going anywhere. If it is something that you're truly passionate about, I say persevere because you will find success. And it might not be the success that in today you are looking for you're planning on but it can be a success of a different kind it can be more success it can be a different kind of success you know as I said I started um, personal training primarily so that I could have a flexible schedule and be um, available for my kids when I needed to be available for my kids. I really did not dream that it would evolve into a health club 15 years later that is um, still my passion and is successful. Even though you planned what you were going to do and you analytically thought about how you were going to switch your career, you you're kind of an off-the-cuff kind of woman. I am completely a fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants. Yeah, you wing a lot of shit. <laughs> I do. Say, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. It works for you. I say it, it depends on the personality. Like yes. If that doesn't work for you and you're constantly making mistakes, yes. uh, I would Look, say narrow that focus that, a little bit. You know what? Don't wing it so much. Yeah. But if it works for that person yes. and you're, you're, the, you're the let's think this out, type situation correct um somewhat i mean i've had to learn to balance the two and okay. that well, um that's a good point that's where um in success and authenticity like Man, authenticity I don't, I don't think that's absolutely necessary oh i i, I know th- a lot of inauthentic think, people who are highly what this culture would consider highly successful right but i so, if i talk to them and got to know them and they're not authentic then I would I would guess that they do not feel like they're successful because we all want to be ourselves. And to me, right. that's what success okay. is, is, I, I is that. that you are um, yourself, you are able to be who you want to be. And yeah, you, many you successful s- and wealthy people commit suicide. Uh, we hear that all the time in the yes. news. We hear it locally. We hear it from... Or they're, or as you get to know them, you find out, you know, Instagram and Facebook and our social media really allow us to, um, you know, and we all know this, have this public persona, even if you are just a regular person, you have this public persona where you're presenting yourself as Do always you know happy, how much always getting, I, I know, binge you have no, watched catfishing? <laughs> have catfishing. you ever heard of catfishing? Yes, yes. <laughs> The show, the TV yes. series? Holy crap! I binged that whole entire and, see, and that's season something like in like, like four even hours. even the concept of it absolutely turns me off. Well, my my nephew I know. did it. I lots of kids do lots it. Lots of kids do it. I a mean, lot of adults do it. Yeah, I've seen pages. Um, you know, dating. Yeah, dating sites it, of of to show how wealthy and successful they are. It's yes, just um. 
I, I wouldn't say it's dishonest, but I think they paint a very pretty. It's it's reminds me of the Tudors and how they painted uh, a, a a persona, a, a image, a, a king, a, a king. Yeah. Yes, yeah. King Henry, uh, right? Absolutely, the Tudor king. Yeah, it, they make him look fabulous. I bet he was immensely. A, when he was in his later years, I think disgusting and narcissistic <laughs> and um, apparently somewhat out of his mind. Well, his um, leg was rotting. Right. Can you imagine was, fucking that? No. I, I'm, I'm sorry, people, but that's, we were not that gonna say that word epitome. anymore. But yeah. No, I, absolutely, I'm going to say that word. He was the epitome <laughs> of wealth and success during the Tudor dynasty. Yes, absolutely. I mean, he had it all. Yep. Yep. So. But again, again, I would again, I would yeah. uh, say that he was uh, probably unhappy. Unhappy, for most his life. and and to me, that's really that's wealth and and success are very much tied to my personal level of joy and satisfaction and contentment in my life, and that is not how everyone sees wealth and success. And no, and on that, um, we're going to take a break. And then we're going to come back and uh, try to define wealth and success as we see Yikes. it in 2020. Well, wealth and success right now means that I'm getting a snack. <laughs> of course you are. We'll be back. It's a struggle just to go to work because everything I learn is about a network. If you ain't networking, then what's a network? People breaking necks just to put a network. Okay, go on ahead and sneeze. It's gone. Did you know licking the top of your mouth will make a sneeze go away? I'm not talking loud enough. Crap. Are we recording this? Yeah, we're recording, but of course this is... Dang, we missed good stuff on licking. What? I licking is I think I think I think that licking is an underrated activity. I think that our tongues have I don't know bazillions of little nerve endings on there, and I think that uh, people should lick more often. You know, like lick eyelids. Not like the insides of noses or anything like that. That's just gross. But, you know, a little ear lick. Nothing wrong with that. A little eyelid lick. Mm. Maybe you lick somebody's teeth. Okay. You have no response to that. <laughs> I'm just trying to ignore you while I try to get my mic from crashing I mean, crashing there are the, the obvious licks, you know, that people think of. No. Like right. neck licking and <laughs> clit licking and... Licking. Oh, I was, just, I was just getting started. Hey everyone, welcome back to It's So Weird. I'm Christy and this is my friend Marcy. Who thinks that It's So Weird yeah. is a perfect forum to talk about licking. licking. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. We're, we're talking about uh, wealth and success. and Once um, again, shut down. <laughs> shut down to listen Deny. to something really boring, but I think um, it speaks truth. To wealth and success and it's called the liberation in the palm of your hand by pabunka rinpoche all right and so bunka rinpoche is pabunka rinpoche pabunka rinpoche a uh, rinpoche from tibet could you tell us all what a rinpoche is do i really have to go into it well is? since i'm imagining that it's like oh. a a little um it, does, it doesn't really matter no it does it does read. it does because oh, i want to okay. know what a rinpoche is a rinpoche is a teacher of, so it's not something that you pat your face with <laughs> no he's okay. a he, it's of the tibetan religion a rinpoche is a teacher <laughs> see i'm not even prepared to explain all right a rinpoche is a teacher of buddhism mm -hmm. in the tibetan culture 
and religion. Okay. Uh, in India, they would call him a guru. So it just... But in Christie's podcast room, we're going to call him a Rinpoche, and he, I like he that. He is a Rinpoche. That's have, his title. He gets it like cardinal or uh, a priest, if you will. Oh, I want to be a Rinpoche. I know. Everybody wants to be a Rinpoche. Oh. In fact, many have tried. And uh, Is there an exam that you have to pass? Uh, yeah. You have to... A series of a obstacles of that you must run? Or you can just be recognized as a Rinpoche, because a lot of Hollywood movie stars got recognized as a Rinpoche. Oh, they always get the passes. <laughs> I mean, really. Well, wealth and success. I know. I <laughs> know our success. obsession let's with star culture. Let's let's the just wealth, give you really let's give you an honorary doctorate. Let's just right? make you a Rinpoche. But this he is a, a valid one. I will go back and research. Uh his real name is who who whomever cares is Kabje. Pabanka Rinpoche. Oh, I was about to say his Christian name, but clearly that's not his <laughs> Christian name. That's his real name. That's his given name. That's his given name. Well, not even really his given name, probably, because they rename you sometimes. But his mama and daddy gave him that name. Probably not. No. He's probably called something else. I'd have to do the research on that. I'm curious about God that. Damn it. I don't even know what tradition he's from. Um because there are forged tra- traditions from Tibet. There's uh, the Galupa, the Nyingmapa, uh, the Sak- Sakye, Sakyu. Like I know, this is all brand new information you're washing me with. Sakya lineage. See, I haven't even said these things in years. But there are multiple um, branches yes. to Tibet. And, and just so listeners, you know, uh, Christy is a a practicing Buddhist. She's not just like making this shit up off the cuff <laughs> like I do. Um, she she has been practicing at least as long as I've known her. So uh, 25 years. Um, you know, that's that's got to give her some respect. She has some dedication to that. Even though I can't get the names right, which I never really could. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to go over it. And I know it in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, sure, uh, but saying things out loud—it's—it's. It's, I'm not a teacher. I'm not a Rinpoche, so right. Um, I'm just sharing the book so that people can look it up and uh, look up Pabankaba's uh, Pabank. It's you know, <laughs> like it's like my mouth wants to try to say it, but I know we're recording it. Right. Yes. <laughs> he would love that. He makes me want a like horse. It. And that's why most Americans just say Rinpoche. And if I talk to him every day, I get his name right. But a lot of times I can't even remember my neighbor's name. So, right. um, yeah, you shouldn't rely on me. We each have our own talent. Um, as a, uh, I, on the other hand, <clears throat> am very good at names. I am. You are good at names. I am very good at it's names. It's true. All right. So I'm going to read this because it. it speaks to uh, wealth and success. And it's... Lay it on me. Great King. The four great terrors are similarly coming. They cannot be stopped by fleeing, by force, by wealth, by substances, mantras, or medicine. What are these four? Old age, sickness, decay, and death. Great king, old age will come and destroy your maturity. Sickness will come and destroy your health. Decay will come and destroy all your splendor. Death will come and destroy your life force. These four will not be pacified by fleeing, by force, by wealth, by substances, mantras, or medicine. Well, that was a downer. <laughs> no, it's not a downer because we, our previous podcast, yes, we're talk- on death and dying and the practicalities to it because, right? So, wealth and success is along with that because we were talking right, about it's fleeting. how it does not last. Well, not only that, but what do you do with all that wealth and success once you're dead? You know, that I find so how do you value it when, when I guess what we're talking about is when we're living, right? Um, how we try to accrue wealth and success and how our society views us as being either successful or not or not and you were also speaking to like uh, i am not wealthy by any means not even close right right but you and i measure wealth and success differently and and i 
yeah, I look at it like when when you are dying, what does it matter how much money you have? I mean, yes, having more money gives you more access to opportunities to prolong your life. So there is that. Um, Always a bonus. But you're you're not going to escape death. And so uh, working just to make money and have money and, you know, watch this bank account grow, which is exciting. I did start watching my 401k this past year, and it is exciting to see it grow and it is disappointed to see it shrink. Um, but it's definitely not uh, something that I dwell on or is a primary focus in my life because at the end of the day, the only thing that really matters to me um, are the experiences that I have in my life. And that's that's how I measure my success is, um, am, I, am I joyful? Am I happy? Am I uh, a part of good experiences, enriching experiences, uh, that sort of thing. And I know that that may sound very uh, hippie-ish or childlike or naive to other adults, but that's very much how I look at my life is success to me is measured by my level of fulfillment and my level of joy and um, I somewhat what I bring I, other people. I agree to some extent, but it does it does change your life when you're not living paycheck to paycheck. Oh, when, my God. Yes. Um, <laughs> you, you know, you can't go out to eat with your friends because you can't afford to go right. out to eat. And then you have to make excuses. You can't just say. I never did. When I couldn't go out to eat with my friends because I couldn't afford it, I would just honestly tell them, I'm I broke. don't have any money. And, and then sometimes I, they take you. And I, I said, to if you want that. Me, yes. no, I say, if you want me to go with you, then you have to pay for it. Yes. And, I, and I literally yes. would say that because, you know, I know a lot of people who would not. No. I, I'm not bragging that. I guess I am bragging, but but I'm felt like I should just be honest about my um, situation so that their expectations um, were not misled, yes. so I didn't have to lie. Well, bravo and I for you. I'm embarrassed. And I've been embarrassed. See? And I've yeah, tried to hide there. it. No, and, there's no, and that's how I feel that uh, the U.S. Um, has turned down, uh, maybe always has. I mean, I I think Maybe class it, wars have been going on forever, but um, to be embarrassed because you're poor, right? Oh yes, <laughs> I mean, I I've experienced that numerous right, times in my right, life. Right. I and, mean, and how would how does that reflect on you, especially as a child? It's not your fault. No, you're poor. No, but you can't. You help. don't have a means to make right, some like money. You can't earn your I'm own five cash. Years old, I can't afford a bike. It's my fault. Yeah, I should be um, embarrassed. And I think we bring that from childhood into adulthood. Oh, absolutely. If, if you can't afford the newest vehicle, if um. You know, mm-hmm. Tesla is now the uh, the word for I've made it. I've got a Tesla. They or, are very nice cars. I know they're beautiful cars. Yes. but you know that's right. Very elegant. But yeah, I I, I recognize I that don't that's think everybody. That. <laughs> I, I don't even, <laughs> that's just, just that's just Marcy's you know, opinion. She finds Teslas to be I very know, elegant. I, find cars I also very find Dodge Ram two fifties, twenty five hundreds to be very sexy too. So if you're out there driving one of those. Um, but yeah, but status. Whether you can afford it or not, you can admire it and yes. you can say, yeah, I like that car. And maybe even in your mind, um, I wish I could drive that car. But even if you're driving the vehicle, hopefully that drives and it works. Um, it's still the well, same. You know what? It's still the same thing. Yes. And and speaking it's to that, that honesty factor of um you know i i've had moments in my life where i've tried to be more uh to appear to have more than what i had and um it was incredibly stressful an incredibly unhappy time in my life um a year or so after opening up my health club i had leased a car um you know i i'd gotten in the habit 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 of leasing vehicles um, and was leasing a car and the business was very much struggling and I was not dealing with it well. And they came and repossessed my car. Oh. And they were very gracious and very kind. And it was horribly 
um, humiliating to me. It was very humbling. It was very humbling. Um, and uh, I had prior to that really tried to hide from all of my friends how much the business was struggling. And what came out of that was actually a very beautiful thing. I had a friend who had a um, 80 something giant GMC van that was parked in his yard. And he said, listen, Marcy, you can drive this van as long as you need to. And that was very kind and very gracious and very humbling. And it was a reminder of how you pay it forward. Don't get caught up in what you can't do right now. At least that's the takeaway from it that I took was that someone was willing to give to me and they didn't belittle me or beleaguer me for not being successful in my business. They recognized that it was a moment in time and that having a vehicle would be helpful for me pursuing my dream. And so it allowed me to continue to have my health club. And then I had this kick-ass van with track lighting and a queen-size bed. Oh, let me tell you. (laughs) What Um, color was it? It was black. Oh, my goodness. And it had um, blinds in it. Oh, no. And it had a little 13-inch TV. And the kids loved (laughs) the van. See, and and that's the funny thing about it is, uh, for the most part, unless you feel a real neglect of wealth, um, kids don't know. No. But sometimes they do. And oh, my it, kids will it, talk to you about the budget cutbacks of 05. <laughs> okay. So some some parts they really enjoy and they don't really give two shits about. Yeah. I think at a certain age. I think it shows at a certain age. Like they, they have an awareness. They start to get an And I think it, all, it of, also definitely depends on the kid because right. I was very bitter about being what I perceived to be poor. I was really bitter. Uh, um, I was not a, a, a grateful child. I wanted five pairs of jeans because of I didn't like having to wear one pair of jeans twice in one week. Oh, my God, that's insane. Um, and and looking back on it, I still think it's a little insane. Um, but I'm, I've also grown to be really grateful um, for what my parents did did provide for me and and what they did provide for me was adequate and also a sense of um uh i guess um fiscal responsibility live within your means actually live a little below your means and if um that lesson has never come in more handy than this year with covid having to close my business down for two months and yeah, that is that was yeah that's short that's my sole source of income and but terrifying um you know what because I have learned uh, over the last decade or so to live slightly below my means, I viewed yeah. it as a preview to retirement. And just, <laughs> just so you know, I'm going to be great at retirement. I am fantastic at doing virtually nothing but laying on the couch watching TV, going for a hike, going for fishing, sleep, get up and repeat. Um, it, it, it really yeah. was good. Now, if I had to close the business for six months, it might I be might be telling story. you a different story. You, know, you might be crying, <laughs> calling. Can I borrow five hundred dollars? I've I... got to pay my electric bill. Right. Which, if I don't know, I'm torn between that because um, if I have money, I usually give it. You away. You give it away. I'm really bad yes. about that. I don't spend it on myself. Right. But I'll throw it at other people. And yes. that can get me in trouble. That can get I you in trouble. I have to be very mindful that, of that because I tend to, it comes in, it goes out not. Right. But I'm, I also make sure I pay my bills first. I'm not going to give you my last hundred dollars. Let's not get right. this wrong. Right. <laughs> but you, but you are generous and that, that I'm is your, that is your way of life. And that, that's. And that was my biggest resentment was when I was extremely poor at one point in time. Um, I felt resentment and bitterness that I couldn't help other people. Oh, you know what? I, I experienced that too. Uh, when I was pregnant with my son and had, you know, as a college student and I didn't yeah, have any money nothing, and, and nothing. I had nothing and I was, um, giving money to, uh, the United Way, 
Uh, and one of my friends said to me, what the hell is the matter with you? Because you're giving this money away and then you're probably going to turn around and ask the United Way <laughs> to somehow pay your bills. Like, hang on to your money, you dumbass. And that's true. So, you know, lesson learned. Take care of yourself first because you need to. But then, you know, when you have excess when you have wealth I think that it is important <laughs> wow. to give it away you know I've talked to a lot of friends who completely disagree with this concept like oh they god made their yeah. money they're gonna keep I'm it keeping it's all mine well and that's perfect and that's fine. valid I'm okay with that yeah and and I think you should have goals um and if you want to be the wealthiest person in the world I say go for it I mean I'm not gonna step on anybody's toes but what I really know this is about just is our point you, of view. Well, my biggest problem with that is, is that the idea that I made it, I did it is not true. Meaning somebody helped you along the oh, way. Always. You got always. lucky somewhere or somebody yes. lifted you up oh, for some, whatever reason, motivation. Somebody lifted you into that position yes. of money well, and that's, or wealth and that's success. That's where that idea that we, that we practice of right. paying it forward comes in. Because, yes, absolutely. So many times um, I have been lifted up. By, or, your, by your friend who but, get, uh, let you borrow yes, his van. Yes. Now, you didn't I mean, take his van and wreck it. And, no. And, and you, I, I think you gave it back, right? Um, yes, I did give okay. it back. And, and um, it, 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 as far as I know, is still out there on the road <laughs> um, creeping along. Um, but, Gotta love it. But yeah, I mean, many times people have um, helped me in um, my business. And I've wondered, why are you helping me? Because I am just this little insignificant person. And I try very much to pass that along to um, other people, uh, especially, um, you know, when I see someone that is really just doing their best and I, all they need is a little bit of help. Like I, I am not um, into the idea of perpetually helping someone forever and ever. Like you've got to learn how. Yeah, you can't to throw help money yourself. At the yeah, you can't. You can't throw money at the problem, <laughs> which many many people try to do. Yeah. I think I think we've seen that in 2020. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know yes. we're making you suffer. Here's twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> spend it wisely but I see that a lot with parents and their kids and it's and and yeah, it's I don't mean kids that are 20 like my kids are I mean kids that are 45 like I am I um, am oftentimes uh, frustrated and surprised at um, parents that are in their 60s and 70s that are still financially on a regular basis helping their adult children. And if you're listening, baby boomers out there, that's not that helpful. Okay, like by the time you've gotten to be my age, if you haven't figured out how a checkbook works and how finances work, then throwing money at the problem is not going to create financial independence for your children. It's just going to perpetuate problems. And and I yeah. do see that. I see. I think each case is unique. Oh, yeah. Um, I uh, have a friend who is a, a family friend. And um, for a while there, he needed a lot of help. He got into an accident, his own fault, uh, but it took an eyeball. A literal eyeball? An eyeball. Did he get an eyeball? Was it an he eye got a for fake an eye? eyeball, yes, and he enjoyed thoroughly popping it out. In I'd like public. to lick it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did become um, a little bit uh, slower, meaning mentally sure. it had given traumatic him, brain. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we know yeah. we know that our eyeballs it are our, our brains. brains are I, part I of brain tissue. Discovered this, and, but I also and we got knew. that from Joe Rogan's podcast of Andrew Huberman, Doctor Andrew Huberman, yes. right? Yes, the neuroscientist who's super cute and hopefully single. <laughs> if you're out there, Andrew Marcy Phillips anyway. on Instagram, HB Jim Lady, hit me up. <laughs> I don't even know if I could take this seriously anymore. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm gosh. looking for wealth and success. <clears throat> and he is? And maybe Andrew Hubberman. Do you think he's wealthy and successful? 
I think he's hot as hell. Uh, yeah, he probably is cursed. <laughs> that poor man. I don't think there's anything poor about him. Oh. <laughs> Full head of hair, built like a tank, and oh smart gosh. to boot. Either oh, way. Oh, we may have to turn this off for a minute. My friend <laughs> needed help. Me too. Andrew, <laughs> he still kind of needs help. So he is old, he's my age. Yes. So well, those, it, it, those it kind of things stop when right. you're a those those kind of things happen. And so what if you're looking from and, the outside? And then that's that's a Do you think that's particularly a um, common uh no. trend for most parents to um, be paying for oh, their Absolutely when something child? when something traumatic happens, everybody needs some help. Help, right. you know. Um but if but, you don't see but as a as a that. way of life, that is actually counterproductive, in my opinion, to a person achieving wealth and success. Because part of success, at least in my definition, is I did it. And and yes, people helped me, but at the end of the day, I am a successful human being because I used the tools that I was given. Now, someone else may define their success, and I would argue that they are wrong if they define their success by, I did it because someone else provided the means. Someone else, you know, um, floated the money someone else uh injected all of the energy and i just sat back and you know as i say that i'm like who am i to judge that's kind of how cats live somebody provides the food somebody provides the litter box and i just lay around also and that um, looks successful to me i think it's dependent on the parent um i know i'm a little uh biased because my parents paid for my bs in in interior design um but I also worked at the same time, right. so they paid for they paid for the books. The yeah, uh, tuition, I mean that's that's but the same sort of deal that I have with my children. Is I'm and part of the housing. I'm willing to yeah. help. I right. don't expect that you completely You're pull yourself up, up by your to your child. Yeah, and you don't even have to do that. I have cousins who are highly successful that never got a hand up, so to right. speak. And um, right, but just that you know, someone else provides everything you know the the financial resources i don't think and okay so that's what we're that's That's really at the root of this to me is that yeah being successful and having growing wealth is is yeah to me it's it's about growing as a person and um yeah gosh so are we ever really successful (laughs) (laughs) because yeah i mean i'm still trying to grow as a person i think i um yeah personal growth is a huge component for me of successfulness um yeah i don't want to stop growing i want to continue to grow and be successful not only that but i know a lot of uh what i would consider not successful people as far as world wealth goes who are well-rounded uh respectful people meaning they they are very grounded Mm -hmm. and um they just choose to live a different lifestyle and they would not be considered successful in our society Oh, because they have chosen a path of complete and total personal growth right. over, cre- over, well, over creature over comforts. Uh, um, uh, the concept of money, credit, etc. Nice couch. Nice couch? Yeah. I mean, creature comforts. Right. You know? <laughs> Your couch you know is lovely, too. Do you I, know where I went? I, I, I could see you imagining a couch. If you're like me, you're imagining a leather, dark green <laughs> sofa. Very soft leather. Perhaps a little jacquard. Uh, I think I've pattern. had those. No, what, where I went was I've had those people on my couch before uh, sleeping on my oh. couch. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know, they, yeah. they come in and they go out. So I don't mind it so right. much. They choose that gypsy lifestyle. If yes. You Can you say gypsy anymore? I, why wouldn't we be able to say gypsy? I Do you mean know, like, does my a... mouth form that word? It does. 
but is it do we even is have a slur uh i do debates. not i do not think so um in I've fact it in fact romantic. if someone called me a gypsy i would be mm-hmm. like out of boy thanks yeah you know i'll shake my little tambourine for you all i can think andrew of hubberman is, uh, stevie nicks that's virtually <laughs> all i can think of too there there was that um reality show that i used to watch um i don't remember what it was but it was about you know gypsies that live here in america and and the different things that they do the documentary um yeah and i actually was pretty into that and really uh i don't know i'm all for it for somebody else (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i i don't mean i just remember they had big elaborate wedding dresses like that were hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars they got and and they got married very young um i remember that sticking with me i don't know if that's true anymore but uh yeah they they are uh I'm, we're not even going to go into the politics of that. No, because um, we don't really know. I because do, neither one I of it. I do not know. Yeah. I, I haven't well, done any more research. I did a couple of years The extent of my research was watching that documentary on Sunday afternoons while drinking wine. Oh, no. I'll go further. You went I, a little bit deeper than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was about if as I deep as I wrote my went. notes down on it, I oh can't my even say God. Pabanka, Rinpoche. Tatanka. Tatanka. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, I always had a theory that about the Tibetans oh. and uh, North American Indians are uh, related, and I have yet to see DNA scientific proof, but holy crap. Well, somebody get Ancestry.com on the line, and, <laughs> and, and, we can, and we can sort this thing out. Um, I We're all related. Oh, oh, stop. You I know mean, what I mean. Except but for those of us language, that came from a different planet. Pabonka. Tatanka. Right. Who knows? I'm just probably... We're just pulling things out of uh, our ass now. Not that that theory I think I could prove through other means besides uh, the language. Well... The etymology of it. uh, It would be in art and... I'm curious. Structures. I'm somewhat curious. Yeah, yeah. Now. We can. We and can if you're do willing podcast, to do the legwork, I I'm yeah, willing I to learn. Yeah, we can even do a slideshow. <gasps> That'd be fun. Oh my god, I love slideshows. <laughs> <laughs> Would that prove to our listeners that we were successful with the podcast? If we if had we a slideshow, slideshow. Um. So yeah. Okay. Wow. That touches on something that mm. um as as you know um we get into this podcast you know you said that you wanted to do this um because you want to do it something interesting to you um I I'm a capitalist so my response right. my response yeah, to this it was, was completely yeah um how are we going to monetize this Christine and you were like, like holy shit really yeah and then I'm like no yeah. <laughs> no we, really we gotta eat I'm gonna drive up uh you know a couple right. of times a week there's there's I gotta gonna pay be, the gas yeah like like we need to look at that you can't um, walk on water and then there's the other part of success with a podcast of ego feeding you gotta get those likes oh my god you're, you're so, like like it like it i'm like where where's the like, like it again <laughs> um so so there's that and and you know I, that's that's where i guess i'm i i am like lots of human creatures uh very complex in that i want to give away my wealth but i also want wealth brought to me and success brought to me right. so i want you to like my podcast i want you to throw money at it when i say you i don't mean christy even though i'm looking at christy um i mean you the listener um and and um but at the same time i am very much enjoying the process of creating this uh, podcast and having fun, at least I think they're fun and interesting conversations with you. So I already feel successful, but I'm not going to lie. I would feel even more successful if you threw some money at me and gave me a lot of likes on Facebook, Instagram and Discord and YouTube as soon as I figure out um, how to all do of- all the technology <laughs> and of, oh, anybody could start a podcast. Christy, you're in charge. Oh. <laughs> this was your <laughs> idea. No, it was my baby. Yes. And I expect you to raise it. <laughs> Well, I've already done that twice. And, and you're very good at it. Thanks. So. I mean, they're not felons. Yeah, they're also I, not rocket scientists I either. did not go into the podcast looking for 
uh, I was looking at a loss loss situation. I mainly went into it for um, personal fulfillment. Correct. Yeah. And also, um, uh, what I would call a continuing education, because I really oh, believe that I, most people they learn something and I was then they're like, "I'm done." I'm I was. Done. A, I, I, I don't need to learn what? anything else. I could just put the the peg in the hole and then I'm done. And I don't need to learn new technology. I don't need to learn new information. Uh, if I do get my information, it's fine. If it's like secondhand and uh, inaccurate, and that drives too. me crazy. I know. And I had a suspicion all along right. that this was really going to turn into me having to learn things. Um, yeah. And 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 it's happened a little bit. Um, you you've definitely piqued my interest on different topics. Um, and yes. I, um, yeah, I knew it was going to end up being about me learning stuff. God damn it. Uh, you're a fly fisher and a fisher. A fisher. <laughs> a, a fisher person is what I like to call you're it. You're a fisher so the, prize those, person. Those are things that I um, seek knowledge on, both um, in yeah. talking to other fly people and um, is anglers. Is that what you call them, fly people? Um, I do. I mean, fly fisher.